Welcome to our reality, everyone. I don't know why you're here, but I'm glad you are because tonight we're going to be going over the second episode of Big Brother 22 All-Stars. We've got DRs for the first time in a while. Uh, and for the people who haven't been watching the live feeds, you don't really care about that statement because all you've seen is DRs up until now, pretty much, other than the, the premiere episode that we had last Thursday or Wednesday. Wednesday? What, what are days anymore? I don't know, Dave. Right. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to go everything that happened in tonight's episode for the first part of this podcast. We're going to be very spoiler-free as far as the feeds goes. Uh, so if you're here and you just want to break down to the episode tonight and talk a little about, bit about what may have happened on the feeds during this episode, not exactly what's happened since the episode, uh, I think we're going to have a fun time. We've got the chat open. If you are subscribed to our channel, please subscribe. If you want to like this video, that helps us out a ton. I realize that I'm discounting Taryn Armstrong tonight, so... Uh, if we get that in the chat, I'm fully expecting it. Uh, but other than that, I think we should get started because we have our first full regular hour of Big Brother with DR Sessions in whole. We're finally getting some thoughts about these 16 all-stars that are in the house. But I should just start off by saying a very sweet thing um, from our good friend, Quesarita. It's been so long, but it feels good to be back. It has been so long, and it does feel good to be back. So, Roxy, Daniel, we finally got some insight into how these house guests may be thinking coming into this All-Star game. And what are y'all thinking coming into this All-Star game? I, f I well, feel like you didn't even introduce us today. That's true. Okay. My name right. is Barrett, uh, <laughs> also known as Discount Taryn Armstrong tonight, but also known as Spicy Barrett. And with me, as always, is Daniel Icon Brown and the lovely Roxy Hobbin. I am so sorry. Guys, how are we feeling? I'm feeling great. I feel good. I feel good. I, you know, I, I'm ready to talk about the episode because I want to talk about a couple of the DRs. Okay, Me that's too. that's all good. Uh, so, we have 16 new house guests. Six competed for HOH in the premiere episode. Cody came out victorious. Um, <laughs> I think my a note that I put uh, during the previously on section of this episode is, will they ever get into the have not room? I thought that was a nice little tidbit. And even the, before mm -hmm. the intro theme song, the new intro, or I guess the, the compromised intro that they built, uh, we got a little nod back to Julie, um, just being put through the worst production ringer of all time in the premiere episode. Uh, but we start off and I made a note that <laughs> this episode begins with the little subtitle day one, but instead they had day zero one, which I thought was interesting tidbit. I'm not going to expand on that. that. It said zero one instead of, have they always said zero one? I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> that was just a tidbit I wanted to note. Cody is saying he needed to win this HOH because he wasn't going to risk going home week one, which is the most basic response I think you could ever give after winning an HOH, but he gave it. Uh, Davon gives us kind of our first little DR session that's non-Cody. Uh, and she says she's happy to be here with Legends. We've got Kaser, we've got Janelle, we've got Memphis and Keisha, these old school players. That's going to come into play a little bit uh, in this episode. Uh, Ian's, you know, coming out here, he's saying he's nervous about being a winner. He's one of two winners in this house. So we have him and we have Nicole. Uh, <laughs> very strongly hinted that we should have had Josh and Casey here as well. So it should have been four winners. Um, but that's more of a live feeds tidbit that <laughs> we have expanded upon mm. before. Um, Janelle's here, obviously. Everyone knows Janelle is here. And boy, do they know Janelle is here. She's ready to work with Kaser. Uh, you know, it's been 15 years, but she knows that Kaser is someone that she can trust. Um, and then we kind of have uh nicole franzel thanking davon uh and this is something that we knew happened we didn't get to quite see it happen on the feeds because the feeds came on shortly after that but 
Nicole Franzel and Dave Vaughn are in the bedroom and Nicole Franzel just says, oh my gosh, you just changed my life. Thank you so much. I'm eternally grateful and I would love to do the same thing for you. And it's very genuine. You know, Nicole's crying. Well, I mean, it might be genuine. We can expand on this. Uh, Uh But Dave Vaughn has a kind of a counter argument here where she's like, you know what? I'm not going to be receptive to this. She's not going to cross me twice. We were in two alliances together and she still evicted me and cue the flashback of Nicole evicting her. But Devon is not having it with Nicole. How do we feel about this? Well, really quick to elaborate on the crying DR. I was looking at Twitter as I was watching the episode and apparently this DR was also filmed after the safety suite competition happened based on like outfits. And Nicole was not crying for Devon, but more so crying that she wasn't getting her way with Janelle and Kaser being safe. So <laughs> um, I thought it was a little weird that they tried to edit her as like, I don't know if you would call it like a hero edit, but whatever that edit was, that's not the, that's not how I would edit Nicole in the house as of now. The crying part's fine because that's what we've been seeing, but definitely not someone well. who's so thankful and gracious for Davon and all her thoughts and voting for her to win because what i've seen is i, I can't trust Devon. Uh, we, it's never gonna work never well gonna work. i mean i'm so. kind of glad that i mean I, no i understand what you're saying because it's not really it, it it's disingenuous a little on um on nicole's part franny mm-hmm. um but i'm kind of glad because i don't want to see Devon get like a villain edit which would be what it would be if you did it from the perspective like you're saying um because i want to see davon not have that kind of edit i'd like to have a positive edit for her this time mm-hmm. around from cbs really because i thought that like she kind of did get villain-esque edit when you have nicole crying and wendy are i'm so thankful for davon she changed my life and my family's life and you get davon Take a bed and take a sleep or whatever she said. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily villain-esque of an edit. I know. I don't know what the word is, but I don't I think, think it I think the, definitely like, for the people that watch the live feeds and know Nicole Franzel, it's nothing like a villain edit. That is the most hero <laughs> edit you could have for Davon. But Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe I'm I'm biased because I know like the real like from the mm-hmm. feeds instead of just the CBS edit. So maybe my viewpoint is a little skewed there. I'm not really sure, but I didn't mind the edit, I guess, is my point. I didn't mind it. It was okay yeah. to me. And, like, I watched with my family who do, does not watch Life Feeds at all. And I know that, like, my family was like, oh, my God. Like, okay. Like, they were like, oh. Like, so it was, I don't know. I was just like, ah, Yeah, wait. you get you get it. I was like, stop, y'all. This is not how it happened. Let me explain. <laughs> a commercial break. Hold on. Wait till commercial. <laughs> yeah, you have, a, you have a different perspective. And I have family members who are also – casual viewers only i mean i spend half the time like my dad and my mom don't even remember anybody once the show ends and i'm like you have got to be kidding me like you can say anyone's name and they're like i don't know who that is and i'm like how can you have spent three months watching somebody and you don't remember them my brother who watched all of season 21 was like i think the girl with the red hair is going to get nominated and i'm like what and I'm like, Nicole? He's like, no, not Nicole. And I'm like, who else has red hair? And he's like, oh, her, her, her. And I'm like, that's Nicole. She literally was on last season and won America's Favorite Player. How do you not remember her? He's like, I don't know. 
<laughs> so I mean, like, okay. that's crazy to me. In the chat, like Michael is saying that he doesn't think it was received as a bad edit, but Real Medical Nectar is saying that he's, or I don't know if, if I'm not sure on gender for Real Medical Nectar, but um, they're saying they don't know. Uh, they're saying, oh, this is why I don't like Davon after that DR. The Real Medical Nectar said locals wherever real medical nectar lives are saying that. Okay. So I guess it's a little bit of both. Interesting. So so it may be a a bit of a leak of, you know, biases, but of all three of us, which is very rare that we all have a common bias uh, (laughs) with this game. (laughs) True. And the last, in the last live feed update that we had, it was uh, pretty much surrounded by talk of bias in terms of how we're viewing certain players in this game so far. But, uh, I don't, I don't know, because I, I think you could also look at that situation and you have to kind of think, oh, it's been four years and Nicole is just now thanking Devon for <laughs> voting for her to win a, a exactly. season of Big Brother. Right. Uh, I think even if you take the, the whole how you feel about Nicole Franzel out of it, it's like there's been a good gap of time in between Big Brother 18 and now, uh, and she's just now saying these things. I, I feel like that's another thing you have to bring into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, and that was like Davon's main problem. So it was just like very convenient for Nicole. Exactly. To now yeah. So. It's like, okay, now we're in this house together competing against each other. You know, it's a very self game and now you're going to thank me. Okay. That's cool. Right. It's not like you're just hoping I don't turn against you or something, which right. I am. And Davon fell right through it. I love, I think each season we've had the moment where Davon's like hugging someone and also looking up at the camera, like, Hmm, I see through this, so I love that. <laughs> but uh, moving on, yeah, moving on from there. Next, <laughs> God, thanks, Hamza. Uh, we have a little moment where David's <laughs> talking to Kaser, and Kaser's, you know, saying, "I think, it, you know, you're talking about his impact in the short amount of time that he was in the game last year. It was definitely like CBS's way of filling the void of just like, okay, yeah, this is maybe why we brought David back. Trust us, guys, this is gonna work out." Uh, but we also have a little moment where Kaser's like, you know, the game has adapted in 15 years and the game has become more social and strategic, which is not necessarily correct, but, um, we're going to pretend like it is, uh, in case you're saying, you know, I got to step up my social game a little bit. And he's proving that by having one good conversation with David, obviously things, uh, things turn a bit hectic with Kaser in terms of, uh, how confident he ends in this house. And by the end of the episode, we see a very confident Kaser. Uh, and I am a little disappointed that we, uh, that the casual viewers, the people who don't watch the live feeds, will never get those lines that we played in our live feed update from the second day in the house that Kaser omitted. Like, I mean, it was just, it was beautiful. And I wish I could play them again, but I don't have them with me. Uh, but we, you missed a lot of good Kaser content uh, if you don't have the live feeds. All Kaser content is good Kaser content. That's arguable. Yeah. <laughs> it's very it, especially in the big brother all-star house that's this year it's a very paranoid caser it's a very i need to get all of my i need to get my army of you know uh, you know i won't spoil anything but his but, dr was so um authentic and aggressive i love that <laughs> it was authentic oh, and aggressive great. until he had to say the line caser party of one and I was like, well, oh, no, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you, you know, the part that I'm talking about where he was like, he's ready to like go to war. Like he was serious. He, he felt that like deep within him, what he was <laughs> saying. And it, so thus it resonated with me because it wasn't 
fake. Can we get right. more of that, please, CBS? But, you know, Kaser comes from an era when um, DRs were different. So maybe he didn't get the memo that you're only allowed to read from the script. I don't know. <laughs> I, I liked a, it, though. I do have a clip of Kaser right here. And I don't know if it's, a, it's one that validates what we're saying right now. But let me play it anyway. They don't understand who they're messing with. Yes. If you mess with the bull, you always get the horns. I'm going to take <laughs> them all down. That's for the and breakfast enjoy club. Every moment of it. Yeah, that's that's very much Kaser on the feeds, uh, and he's had a lot of good <laughs> other lines. And that, of course, that's later in the episode after we have the safety suite competition. But I think it's worth mentioning at this moment. Do you know mm-hmm. that part on the Breakfast Club where the principal says that, and he does that weird thing where he's like, "If you mess with the bull, you oh, get yeah. the horns." The, and I was in, like, "Ugh." The one time that I've seen the Breakfast Club, I do remember that. It's so creepy to me. It's no 1986 football film, though. That's for sure. It's really not. Although there is... Wait, no. Emilio Estevez was a wrestler. Sorry. Not a football player. (laughs) You do have a football field at the end of that movie. That's close. Close enough. I mean, yeah. Bender walks across the football field as Simple Minds. Don't you forget about me, plays. And then he does the fist pump. It's true. Okay, y'all can do your Breakfast Club podcast (laughs) on Saturdays. (laughs) Um... Gladly, because I love that show. <laughs> Fun fact, that's my absolute favorite song of all time. Wow. All right. Can I can I move on to the next point? I'm afraid. Like, yeah. I, I know I'm teetering on the edge of talking The Breakfast Club for 30 more minutes, and I'm going <laughs> to move away from it. Um, okay. Nicole knows her and Cody are a duo. Like, it's just established, uh, you know, totally through non-pre-gaming means, I'm sure. Haha. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, <laughs> but they have this conversation in the HOH room, uh, and now they're officially a ride or die. It's stated Cody wants Keisha on the block, uh, basically because he doesn't know who she is, which is the perfect new school, old school combination. Like, God, are you kidding me? Um, and Nicole brings up like, you know, Keisha's sweet or whatever, but she kind of moves past it. You know, she doesn't really care about Keisha. Um, and most people would argue that Nicole doesn't care about any females playing the game with her. But that's a whole other argument altogether that you can take to BB Twitter. Uh, Nicole brings up that she could create a girls alliance. Cody can create a guys alliance. And they can just kind of bring you know, information back and forth. This is by the time that the live feeds were finally on. So we didn't miss this. Uh, and Nicole finally, you know, throws Janelle's name out. And Cody is pretty receptive to the idea of having Janelle and Kaser a known duo um from 14 years ago but they're tight you know they work together in bb6 they work together on the original big brother all-stars so i feel like that might be a solid duo to put up and that was pretty much the idea going into the safety suite competition that wasn't really nothing it really changed as far as the storyline in the cbs edit as far as that goes and i guess the big question is cody targeting janelle and kaiser is that just like the perfect cody califuri move like is this right up his alley as far as like how we would think cody would think in this game perfect Um, or classic cody okay classic is a better way of saying it yes that's a classic cody move but i'm not going to call it perfect although i mean i understand like if i'm looking at things from cody's perspective or what he believes to be true it's like he's not aligned with them according to preseason alliances. He's not aligned with them. And they pre-gamed to just as hard as he did, and they didn't pre-game together. 
So it does make sense that he would go after them. I just don't like it. And it is such a classic Cody move, in my opinion. Is it? Can we can we just for the sake of this podcast? Can we? Because I'm tired of the term pre-gaming. Can we change it to tailgating just for this episode uh, alone? <laughs> a okay. la the 1986 football film. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I like don't I don't love his reasonings for going after Janelle and Kaser because if it's solely, I mean, it seemed to be like one of the main reasons was that based off his DRs is their competition threat and capabilities, but Cody himself is. Um, I mean, decent at competitions. He won quite a few his season, and he's no record holder, though. I mean, I guess, but why? But it's aligned with a record holder, so just like it makes no sense, right? Danielle. Oh, true, true, true. But it's like same. Like I feel like it's cherry picking. Why? I mean, like if he's also talked about Christmas as such a huge, she's going to be a huge force this season. Obviously, like this is some stuff like more live feed ish which i mean it's not giving too much away but talked about christmas being a huge threat because of her competition capabilities and danny's literally a record holder so why target janelle i just feel like it's he's like because he didn't have a he has no allegiance to i know but i don't i would rather him just say that instead of like bullshitting that it's because of competition well the dr did not tell them that they were allowed to discuss pre-game alliances and because alliances, alliances yes. did not, oh, sorry, tailgating, um, alliances did not form organically um, on the feeds for us to see. They can't push that narrative, so he has to push a different narrative, and this is the narrative that he's pushing, even I'm, though it, it doesn't eye-rolling. exist. I'm eye-rolling under my glasses. Well, I mean, you can eye-roll <laughs> if you'd like, but that's true. I don't know what you're eye-rolling about, the fact that it, I- it has occurring or that i'm saying that it's occurring it has nothing to do with oh, okay because i mean it's the truth that's that's what it is i don't like it but i i understand it from his perspective that that's what it is yeah and he i don't like it i think that these tailgating alliances that we're talking about are pretty clear at certain points in this episode but i think <laughs> tailgating the, in the large way that we can kind of notice this is that I feel like in this edit, they still had a little bit of trouble with painting why Cody necessarily wanted to go after Kaser and Janelle. I didn't feel like they did a good, good job of that. And if because, you watch and you watch the feeds, no one yeah. really talked to Cody, and Cody never really talked to anyone. And he just kind of had his mindset. Yeah. And there's the, only one the reason. The conversation for that. with Nicole that that was pretty much it, honestly. The one that that CBS showed tonight that was mm-hmm. pretty much um, the conversation. It was predetermined um, during tailgating. Uh, I can't call it that. I just can't. <laughs> During preseason. I wanted to see how long it would last. <laughs> and um, it just, and I hate, I mean, he doesn't even know who half these people are, admittedly, because he's not seen their seasons or studied the game. And honestly, I don't think he knows anything outside of Derek Lavasser, which is fine. I mean, I know Derek's getting a lot of hate on Twitter, but I like Derek. So, you know, is what it is. But, um, the, the, the reason it feels so dis, disingenuous is because it is. <laughs> CBS <laughs> can't edit that. The, it is is. But, you know, he doesn't even know who they are. Right. He just knows what he's heard, what he's been told. Rumor has that. Yeah, exactly. 
moving on with Cody, uh, we have this moment where, you know, he's telling Tyler he's good. Is Tyler's like exiting the bathroom, the HOH room in the wee hours of the night. And I think our first bit of game talk that we talked about on our very first live feed update was this little moment between Cody and Tyler where Cody says to Tyler, you know, you ready to run through this house? Mm-hmm. And that was kind of our first instance. Okay, this who this is who might be running together. Um, and I think it's also fair to mention that Kaser probably heard him say that and they didn't realize that at the time. Uh, but it's just a little tidbit that we can throw in there. But mm-hmm. further than that, uh, there's obviously plenty of Tyler talk that we could have and we'll save it for the live feed talk. Uh, but we'll move on in this episode to the safety suite little intro that we get so cody comes out with the the six or the 15 other safety suite vip badges passes calling them passes is that what they're calling them yeah Mm -hmm. okay and he tells everyone okay this is the safety suite each week uh there will be a safety suite competition anyone can compete besides the hoh but you can only compete once in the entirety of the safety suite once you enter once once you play you can't play again so he gives everyone their passes and mentions that whoever wins this competition will be safe for the week. But they also get to pick a plus one, meaning that the person that they pick will also be safe for the week, along with the winner of the competition. So they have an hour to decide who is going to play in this competition. They sit around. We have the hour clock. The whole episode just turns into an episode of 24. And we kind of get this build up with you know talks with Cody and talks that both probably occurred in this hour and talks that occurred not in the hour leading up to the safety suite competition. But for the storyline itself, we're going to pretend that some of these convos happened in the hour leading up to it. We see Keisha's is feeling the stress. Um, Cody's also feeling the stress. He's bummed, you know, two targets who can be safe. What you're telling me I could target someone and then suddenly they're safe. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, Keisha's feeling the stress now. Uh, she doesn't want to come like, come off like too strong too fast and that's kind of what case saying you know damned if you do damned if you don't compete in this competition you know you compete in this competition sure you could get safety but you immediately have a target on your back of just saying oh you don't feel safe why don't you feel safe and if you don't compete it's like oh well this person feels really safe why do they feel really safe so it's like a weird balance are we a fan of the safety suite are we not a fan of the safety suite do you like the strategy that at least goes into it i like this twist I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say I don't like it, even though at some point it probably will not benefit somebody that I like. I don't dislike this as much as I've disliked some of the other twists that they've had mm-hmm. in the past. I mean, I don't love it because I'd rather just see the game play out straightforward, no twists. Um, just play but this is all stars they're gonna pull out all the stops and i think as far as twists go it was fair we so say, I'll say that. Right. we say it's fair anything now. about all the block yeah. yeah anything but battle the block and i think we're gonna say that the safety suite is fair now because we have two people that came out of it victorious that we liked and probably are rooting for but what's gonna happen if we have two people that come out of it oh, that we God. want to be out Twitter's of the house. gonna lose their minds and all of a sudden it's the worst thing ever suddenly, because they're yeah. so biased and toxic and Sud- i can't suddenly grodner is breaking everything and then you and know. somehow it will all be Derek lavasser's fault yeah he, <laughs> he, he brought <laughs> 
He built the safety the suite with his bare skin. hands. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, he... <laughs> That's a whole other thing altogether. Um, yeah. But I want to say, though, that something we didn't know, I was talking to Barrett. Um, I like this whole, like, hour countdown. It, like, is almost like... I kind of imagine it's, like, the Hunger Games, and, like, you're sitting on your pedestal, like... Who's going to run to the middle? Like, you know, it's like... I'm telling you, it's going to the like, cornucopia first. Yeah. I'm right. telling you, it's an episode it's like, of 24. It was just like, okay, this one, like, this is what each scene was, like, intermitted by the remaining time on the clock. And you were just like, oh, my God. Even though the whole time mm -hmm. I was like, this didn't happen during then. But, like, aside from that, uh, it was still fun to watch. And I felt like it was a little <laughs> bit of anticipation building up in this, like, right. almost, like, predictable episode because Cody already had his nominations pretty much decided from the get-go. Um, what, what was crazy is that Kayser, like, Kayser obviously was in, like, a lot of trouble this week, and within 30 seconds of, like, the time ending, he decided, okay, I'm just going to go do it. So, like, literally, Kayser waits 10 more seconds and, like, lets his, like, paranoia, like, just ease. He could be, like, the first boot of the season. So it's, like, right. crazy that it was just how everything happened. And then Janelle was just like, screw it. Dink. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about everything that you just said, because Kaser and Janelle, had they not talked to Cody uh, and had Cody not given every single sign possible that he was going to nominate them, would they have competed in this HOH? If Cody would have just lied a little bit, I don't know if they would have even gone for it. But in those in those convos that they had with Cody, they were just like, you know, I feel good about you. Let's do this thing. And Cody's just like, you know, I just, uh, I don't, I just kind of want things to. I like things to build naturally, and uh, it's just like it's not me, uh, it's you. I mean, it's not you. It's it's definitely me. And they came out of that just like, okay, well, he's clearly gonna nominate us. Like Cody did it. I thought Cody did a terrible job at easing any sort of worry in Janelle and Kaser's brains. And it's just like, of course they competed in it. Like, why was he shocked when they went and swiped their passes? Like, he did a horrible job at easing their paranoia, like you brought up, Daniel. Mm -hmm. Well, the one thing that I don't like about Cody this week is one of the things that, like, annoyed me the most is you don't really see it so much on the episode, but he acted almost as if he was betrayed by Janelle and Kaser when they did go into it, but he was going to nominate them. So, like, he, like, played the victim at, as the HOH who was going to nominate people that decided to trust their instinct and get safety. And then was like, wow, I can't believe like they went against me and da 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 like, Yeah. It was so annoying. It shows where they really stand in this house. Uh, right. <laughs> but uh, before we get into the safety suite competition, I mean, obviously, Kaser and Janelle, it was a last second pull. They decided to go swipe their card. But we also have this little meeting between Memphis and Cody that I think also it was very obviously um, uh, a scheme that was tailgated beforehand. And uh, Memphis just walks through the door and they're both like, oh my God, finally, we don't have to like, you know, lie to like someone I can finally not just bullshit with the entire time we're having a conversation. Uh, mm -hmm. And he and Memphis is just like, obviously, I want to work with you. We're, and in the DRs, they're like, you know, me and Memphis are just two people that were in similar situations in our seasons. And it's just like, right. we know what's up there. Uh, and everyone that's not like a casual viewer, Big Brother probably understands why Cody and Memphis might be working together, uh, and you know why they might have been brought together by their previous partners. And 
So they have that little conversation. Memphis is like, you know, we should build a bigger alliance in the future. Maybe foreshadowing something that we're going to be talking about later in this podcast. Who knows? Who knows what can happen? But I don't know. I have a question for you guys now that we moved on yeah. to the safety suite competition. And it's a very important one. Why did Janelle even play? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I honestly have wondered that but I didn't like we didn't discuss it fully just briefly um because I didn't really we didn't, understand yeah. we didn't understand the, how they chose to play in it yes like, right. I didn't understand the ins and outs of how it was gonna work even though we kind of had an explanation it just wasn't super clear to me until I watched the edited version tonight and then I really was like, but if you know that you only have one shot and you know that Kaser is the only one playing, why? And we know, um, and I don't know if maybe she didn't know this, that had Kaser played and timed out, he still would have won safety regardless. Mm. But... Uh, he Kaser said it today on the feeds to Janelle. Kaser he, said that even if he like lost and like timed out, he still would have won. Yes, if he's the only one, oh, and that I if they both had, if they both had timed out, um, that there would have been some type of tiebreaker and the game would have continued. He he had that whole conversation with Janelle today, which is a spoiler. Sorry. Um. Anyway. Um. And so I don't know if maybe she didn't understand that at the time because, I mean, he did just tell her today and obviously the safety thing has already happened. So I'm not really sure why she did that because knowing the rules um, that we know now, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, he's clearly your ally and now you've lost a second chance to save both of you again. So mm, mm -hmm. that was kind of strange, but I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I, I, I really don't understand it. Maybe it was just because they didn't know the exact rules of, uh, you know, how, like what would happen if Kaser necessarily did timeout? Like that's, that's a good reason maybe, but yeah, so I don't, it's definitely like, I don't think that clearly like things weren't a hundred percent clear to her or yeah. she, yeah. They're saying in chat, that's what they're saying, that um, Janelle also said uh, that she was under the impre impression that if Kaser had timed out, that nobody would get it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that it was poor, poor communication um, on the part of production. Um, Which is ironic because, like, Kaser yeah, killed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what everybody's saying. That's what everybody's saying is okay. that she just – because she didn't know. Thank so, you, um. Which is kind of what I thought maybe, but it's nice that, that you guys have confirmed that. Yeah, that, so. that definitely clears a lot of things up because that was the biggest question mm -hmm. I really had that the live feeds hadn't necessarily cleared up for me at some point. Because we didn't know that that's how they chose to compete in the competition. And I think that was the biggest thing holding me up is just like, if like Janelle obviously knew Kaser was going to save her. So why did she decide to play? But that, I'm glad that that is all cleared up. Great job, production. Um, so moving on from that, uh, the safety suite competition was 
um, a very Diplo esque uh, styled uh, nursery rhyme or nursery nursery Diplo? rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, hated this segment. I know so that nobody me. got that right now except Barrett. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I got it. Uh, Chris Delia. <laughs> yeah, an unfortunate 2020 joke that you just made. Uh, but other than that, uh, the Safe to Sweet competition is essentially a memorization of different songs that have different parts of it equated to different buttons on a board that's right in front of them. I know it was a horrible way to explain that. But essentially, they heard the song. They had to memorize which button played which part of the song and then find the sequence that uh, played the entire song. So Kaser wins. I mean, just obliterates Janelle. He got a time of 7 minutes and 55 seconds. Janelle with 1636. Um, Kaser's safe. He saves Janelle. Then he has that little DR that we just uh, listened to uh, before we even talked about the safety suite competition. And Cody is just like, of course this happens. You know, poor me. Like, what are the odds that the two people that I didn't give good vibes to play in this competition and then save each other? I mean, how does that happen? I mean, mm-hmm. I, we know how it happens, Cody. Um, and, you know, that's when we had that moment that Kaser's going to take all of them down. All right. We come back from commercial. Nicole is just like, how did they know? How did they know we were going to? Mm-hmm. How did they know to go for that? Cody, what are we going to do? Corey. Sorry, I just had to say Corey. <laughs> um, so immediately. Have, they, y'all seen, have y'all seen the picture of like where they edited the pillow? It's like Nicole and then the heart. And then it's like. <laughs> Victor, yes, yes. Hayden, Corey. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's that's good though. Roxy, what did Chat say that makes you laugh so? <laughs> oh, you're I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you. Do I just have to look? Don't look. Don't look. Mark's gonna evict you from your game on Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah, they all are. It's a known. It's a known thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm playing it in Oreg, everyone. Well, maybe not. Maybe not much longer. But uh, <laughs> I love oh you, God, underdog bear, underdog mom. You gotta win veto. Uh, <laughs> moving on, so I don't give Mark any more attention than he wants. Uh, they immediately shift the targets from Kaser and Janelle to Keisha and Co- or Keisha and Kevin. And Cody is like, I know you like Keisha and everything, but like, and Nicole's like, no, no, never mind. I don't like Keisha. I don't like Keisha. Put her up, please. Send her out the door. I don't care. Uh, and then they, Cody also brings up Kevin as just another person that he hasn't necessarily connected to. Um, and there we go. We have our next two nominees. And the rest of the episode is not really anything besides Kevin essentially trying to guilt Cody a little bit. And it really hurts your heart to watch. Uh, because Kevin's like, I feel like a hot, awkward potato with baggage. Uh, I can't. Uh, Dear CBS, please allow me into the house for about 20 minutes so that I can spend 19 of those minutes hugging Kevin and one of those minutes telling certain people that I can't stand them. Love, Roxy. (laughs) I, it is disappointing because I know we were all pretty high on Kevin coming into the game and obviously he's on the block and that sucks to watch because I think the first day we watched the feeds, we were like, I think Kevin's doing a great job. Like, I really feel like he's not on anyone's yeah. radar. And then suddenly that safety suite competition happens and it's just like, oh, <sighs> Kevin is for sure going on the block. Like, there's no changing this at this point. And he is so just, ugh. 
crushed and it breaks my heart because I love him so much. If anyone has ever been in my pocket ever, it's Kevin. Right. You guys that haven't been here long term don't know what being in my pocket means, but trust me, it's a big deal. Yeah, Roxy has a lot of people in her pocket though, so it becomes that, less and less of a like deal. Like wearing cargo pants at this point, but yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm it, just saying, it's becoming... he's got like first place in my pocket. Love him. Well, Roxy, I'm afraid that you using the term in your pocket is about the same as Dana using the term queen at this point. It's just like, <laughs> really? oh I'm starting to feel like everyone really could be is. in your pocket. I mean, it's true. Uh, that was out of pocket. <laughs> Ugh, the last I point. I just love Kevin. I was so sad watching that. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. Well, yeah. he, he did a good job at at least making Cody feel something before nominations, which is probably the most he could do. In a, in it that, is, and he's, he's, he's done a decent job um, afterward, which we discussed yesterday. So... We'll see how, how this week plays out. It's only Sunday. <laughs> uh, the last point is that we have no key will. I know it was theorized, but there's no key will. We're never going to have a key will no. again. Stop getting your hopes up. End no, of episode. You know, you know what? I mean, you know how I always say, like, I love the drama that's involved with key order and how that plays into people's you know minds like why did they pick that person next why was that last to come out of the key wheel you know that sort of thing like, i don't care anything mm -hmm. in the world about whether or not we have an actual key wheel i like seeing that that drama however i heard um janelle and danny and some other people were discussing um whether or not the key wheel would would return and uh, you know there are people who are playing now that have never played without the key wheel and they're saying like it is so like nerve wracking. Like they feel like this is more nerve wracking when all of a sudden your picture is like, -da, it's you, you're on the block, and that they're just like. Ugh. And mm -hmm. so I was thinking about it, and I was kind of like, I guess that would be like really freaky for that to happen. So now I'm torn. Like, did one discussion on the feeds change my mind? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know either. I can't decide for you. I mean, I need someone to be in charge of me at all times because I clearly can't handle like running my own life. This is true. Well, I asked Kevin. Kevin was Kiwa era, but then when he saw his face, like immediately, yeah. like he yeah. was horrified. Buried yeah. like, oh my god. So I guess it was like it's Just like a bullet. Think if we would have had this version of nominations in season eight, and Jen Johnson's picture had shown up that first week. <laughs> just think how much she would have cried because she hated that picture. <laughs> would she have been crying more of the nomination or the picture? Like at this point, who knows? And they're like, right. Jen, are you okay? And she's like, I don't care that I'm nominated, but that picture, there's a weird shadow under my left eye. <laughs> God, that was TV gold. TV gold. Uh. Other than that, that's the end of the episode. Obviously, on Wednesday, we'll see the veto competition and the veto ceremony. Uh, we've had the veto competition. We have a veto winner. We have not had the veto ceremony yet. And we're going to get into more of that action in about 11 seconds. But first, I'm going to play um, uh, Janelle DR before to conclude this recap of episode two. Sorry to ruin your plans, Cody. This is all stars. It's gonna take a lot more moves than that and better lion ability to get me out of the house. <laughs> all right, we have finished episode two. 
of Big Brother 22. Let's move on to the live feeds. This is going to begin the spoiler session of this podcast. So if you do not want spoilers, if you do not want spoilers for the veto, the veto winner, or the upcoming veto ceremony, or alliances that are starting to form in this house, I encourage you to stop listening. Uh, but for those of you who want to talk uh, the rest of Big Brother with us and talk about the live feeds, I encourage you to stay and ask some questions uh, and be as spoilerific as you want in the chat. And yeah, let's let's do this. Where should we start? Because should we start with the um, Vito winner? Because we have an update of the live feeds up until Vito, pretty much. Yeah, I say we start yeah. where we left off, which is the feeds were... Well, the feeds weren't down when we were on um, yesterday, but it was close-ish to around that time. Yeah. So I say we start with the feeds came back, and da da da, Enzo, one POV. Yeah, we have we Enzo. Have, we, Enzo Palumbo. Crazy. I mean, look, and there's been some controversy on Twitter about this. People are all up in arms, and I don't understand why. It's like one person says one thing, and they run with it. Like, that's the truth. I feel like it's like a weird game of telephone on social media. It's like mm -hmm. they don't even have proof of what happened because here's the deal. People are like, Enzo cheated, and he knocked over Keisha's tower of what it, it fruits and vegetables of some sort. Yeah. There was some sort of fruit and vegetable stacking game that the players um, in the veto were wearing um, t-shirts that said, uh, uh, help Pe me. Peloton. Peloton. Peloton on it and had like a banana. Yeah. So mm. at first I was like, okay, so they were, they, here's your phallic object for the season. Um, I feel well, like they... Enzo was calling it a donkey banana, which I'm not sure what that means at all. Is that like, different? I, I mean, well, donkeys and bananas are two different things, typically. Well, I mean, is that a variety of banana? I mean, I know what a plantain is. I don't know. I don't know what a donkey banana is. <laughs> yeah, Eek. I mean... I, I don't know. They were stacking stuff, but people were acting like the Enzo was like. Godzilla knocking over like buildings in the city or something like he just marched over like destroy Keisha's tower that's not what happened and it's not what was said on the feeds by anybody people on social media are are like saying oh Enzo knocked over you know her tower like they're like yeah. contact production first of all that's not gonna do shit yeah they're second of all well, and just... that's not the way it happened yeah they're making it sound like Enzo like put on Hulk hands and was just like Keisha Hulk smash your game is done uh but that, no uh, that's yeah they literally what they have said on the feeds is that Whatever fruits and vegetables that he had stacked up at some point when Keisha was, I guess, maybe close to having her veggies and fruits stacked, Enzo's stack, which was also fairly close at the time, fell with force, is what they said. Danny said that. Um, and it accidentally knocked over her stack. Like one of his fruits and or veggies or donkey bananas, I don't know shot across and knocked her stack over like i guess i i, I i'm still just trying to understand what this competition was because obviously they're doing a play on like know. they're doing it's a play the on peloton one... but they're like so are they riding like a bike of some sort like is that what's yeah. happening do you remember do you remember yeah, yeah, where, where they like rode the horse and they had like the it was the gold the gold bars yeah you had to ride the horse really super fast okay. to get your time up yeah. and then you run across is that 
All right. Yeah, Daniel, thank you. That's what it uh-huh. was. So it's okay. So well, this is clearing things just, up for me. It's yeah. so annoying. Like to me personally, like if if that did happen, and obviously depending on like whose perspective it was, it could be different. Like where was Danny standing and. Uh, Keisha like said it she saw it happen too so like where was Keisha when all this happened like it's just like frustrating that like stuff like that could happen I wish production would not necessarily like restart the competition or anything like that but no move going forward that maybe don't put the lines so close to each other so stuff like this doesn't happen I mean that's if, true that if, if Keisha could go home after waiting like 12 what, what is it 12 years since playing she could go home week or something really stupid like that yeah. i agree yeah. with that i agree with that and i'm 100 like, on board as like a big keisha fan and someone who's like really rooting for her this week it's just like so frustrating that something like that could like end her game after especially after cody who shouldn't have even won this hoh if we're like being real so whatever if, if it helps anything well, uh keisha did mention that the dr told her that she still would have lost by one mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know what that means but well like if she would have like timed in at her like highest peak Enzo still would have beat her by one but there's so many different factors that you have to take into account like Kaser was talking this morning on the feeds um if Keisha would have timed in earlier and there's like a lot of psychological stuff that happens when you feel like you're rushed and then someone's already timed in and like just there's a bunch of different factors like kind of like in endurance competitions like the fall order like if Roxy and Barrett are my closest allies and they fall first. I'm going to feel more like I have to win. I have to like go further. Whereas like if it's like down to us at the final four, I'd be more willing to drop. So it, there's like a bunch of different factors. So well, nonetheless, like that's so like that uh, saying things like that to me is so like woulda, coulda, shoulda. Like that's like, uh, I don't know. It's unfair don't know. period. I, I don't think that it is unfair. I mean, there are people in chat that are saying that it's geared more for taller people. I'm not sure how, although maybe because I am notoriously short and I feel like maybe I wouldn't even be able to reach the pedals on the stationary bike. That actually it may be true. And I wouldn't be surprised by that at all because Grodner does love men. So maybe that is the case there, but my whole beef with that whole situation is is social media toxicity of blaming Enzo as if he like was I mean look and I'm not like a huge Enzo fan but I don't for a second think that that was what he intended to happen it happened as a result of things that production and CBS um you, you know they planned the game and it didn't work out well like this was the this is the result of that. So like this whole it, it's crazy to me. I get it. I like Keisha too. I don't want her to go home. I hate that that Keisha or Kevin didn't win. I hate that Enzo won. Ugh, it makes me disgusted. But you people are taking it way too far. It's crazy. It's crazy. I think what's crazier though is that Enzo Palumbo just won his second competition ever in the very first week. Of the all-star game he's only ever won a veto but now he's got two vetoes under his belt and he cheated on that one <laughs> and he cheated on he oh cheated, and he cheated on both of them apparently so <laughs> no he really did tackle reagan and you weren't allowed to do that so i can yeah, i don't see that I know. i don't i don't believe he tackled reagan is this uh helen was, Ish. 
Hey, look, I'm rewriting history here, so <laughs> no, I um, I don't know. I'm anxious to see what we're gonna see. I mean, surely to goodness they're gonna show his donkey banana knocking over her stack of veggies. That just sounded terrible. Was I think that they're gonna edit it to where you don't see Enzo's like. It's definitely gonna be two separate segments. Well, no, I mean? it, no. I feel like that's a perfect edit for Keisha, you know, almost pulling out the veto and then suddenly not pulling out the veto. Like that has to be shown. Like that's. But are they gonna show it in a way that we truly it. see what no. happened? They're, they're gonna show it fall, and then but they're not gonna show that Enzo might have been responsible for it. I just don't think it wasn't intentional on his no, part. No, I don't think so. Well, obviously, so, we haven't seen it, but I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to assume that he was responsible for it. Oh, I'm assuming that he oh, wasn't. Okay. <laughs> uh, after the veto, the feeds came back on. Our first little talk with Enzo and Cody. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw this, but he had this little moment where he's like, uh, you know, Cody's congratulating him, and Enzo's like, should we, should we make a move? Should we backdoor Tyler? And Cody is just like, <laughs> yeah. Ha-ha. Uh, just, I so know awkward. I love it I love that Enzo said that though because I mean look nothing's gonna come from that this week it's just not I mean there's a slight chance but I'm not I'm not banking on that at all but there's a little seed that Enzo just planted and honestly I think it may grow because there are plenty of people in the house who they're all saying, even though Tyler's got like final twos with virtually everyone in the entire house at this point, they all are also saying the same exact thing. And that is, you know, this is Tyler's game. This is how he does it. You need to be aware of Tyler. So that seed that, that Enzo planted there, whether he intended it to be that or not, I think it is going to grow. I yeah. He's not going to the end, Tyler. It's just, yeah. it's just weird right now because Enzo really hasn't said a bad thing about Tyler leading up to that comment. It just kind of, no. it came out of nowhere. It was like a, like a, it was almost like a throwaway comment. Like he was trying to maybe, yeah, fill him well, out a little bit. Let me, like, let, what let me will play his it. reaction be? You I'll, know, I'll play the where clip. it was. Yeah, okay, play it. And it's, 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 awesome. it's not exactly pulled straight from the live feeds, but it's a recording of. The live feed, so it may not be that good quality, uh-huh. but we'll listen to it anyway. That's up to you, yo. Whatever you want to do, I do, man. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Do we get rid of Tyler right now?" And then nothing. He's just like, "Yeah, you just do whatever you want to do. Never mind. Forget I said that. Bye." Mm-hmm. And it just ran off. I mean, like it was pretty slick on Enzo's part, to be honest. Like, but Enzo has always had a really good social game and i know people are uh, like to say oh he was the dumb one in the brigade first of all clearly huh i think he was have you met lane i love lane but enzo was more savvy as far as gameplay than lane was i feel yeah but i definitely think that even lane was more social than him in the game right i don't i don't think so at all i think enzo was far more social than lane I love Lane, and I think he's very social. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just saying as far as gameplay, I think I think Enzo was more savvy okay, and definitely social. But anyway, whatever. It's, I mean, it's kind of a low bar, but. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but 
Um, <laughs> I, mean, I, I just love that comment that he made, though. It was so... <laughs> so the, uh, it, it was smart, to be honest. Slightly aggressive. Uh, but, like, I think he... He, he got a good read just in the conversations that he's had with Cody mm-hmm. that he doesn't feel the best about Tyler. And that's kind of true. We saw Cody kind of talking a little bit alone in his room last night. And of course it was mixed in with the whole Derek. I wish you were here. I just wish I had my Derek. He's literally, he's literally sitting there in his HOH room last night being like, Derek, I just see Derek's picture on the wall, you know, on this camera right here. I just here. need to talk to him and just bounce some stuff off of him and have him help me figure things out. AKA, can Derek please tell me what to do? Because I'm at a loss. That's what that means. Derek's like, right. I set two of, I set up two alliances for you. I can do no more from. Yeah, and Derek's at done. home. Like, dude, I've already set everything in motion for you. What do you need from me? <laughs> so funny. I, I don't know, Kevin. Kevin obviously wants Enzo to use this POV. Um, I mean, he picked Enzo to play, yeah. and in fact, David had a conversation with Enzo and he was like, I mean, he basically was like, dude, he picked you to play. Like, what are you going to do? And Enzo's like, yeah, 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 I know, but get it. Get it. I got to talk to Cody first, see what Cody wants. You know, it's all about yeah. what, what is the HOH one? What does the house want? But Enzo's not using that. No, he's not no. using it. And Cody is dead set on, you know, telling him not to use it. I think if Cody were to be like, let's make a move, Enzo would do it. But oh, 100 percent. Yeah. 100 percent. But, but Co- yeah, it's not happening. I mean, Cody's told like Kevin had a talk with Cody after Vito and Cody basically told Kevin, like, you know, I really don't want the veto used like I hate it for you. I don't want it used. But um He's like, I don't think that you're in any trouble at all. And I would like to work with you going forward. Like, I really like you. I think we're very similar. You know, all of that, which is like basically saying, hey, you're super safe this week. Don't worry, but you are expendable to me. That's what that means. Mm-hmm. Right. And and Kevin still was kind of like, not to Cody. I mean, to Cody, he's like, okay, yeah, I understand. But he had a conversation with Devon earlier today and where he was like kind of still like maybe I could get um it was actually this evening maybe I could still get you know the veto used and I could try and paint this target on Memphis because he's real alpha and like Which... you think Memphis is is running the whole show and Davon's like Mm-mm, no Where? do not do that because that's gonna send you home she's like she said um Kevin, I think you just need to concentrate on the votes that you have. And they went over his votes and all of that. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, today's Sunday. We'll see what happens on Thursday. We'll see. I don't know. Interesting, though. And I think we can go into a little bit of last night a little bit because we do have a lot of these conversations about who is going to team up with who and we're going to make this foursome or we're going to make this group of six. And yeah, I feel like so it's, it, it, it's, it's like so many different alliances, but so many of the same people. They contain are... the same people. Yeah. Except right. this one or except that one. A lot of times it's like that same core group of people. And it's like, you can change out Memphis and Tyler, yes. or you can change out um, like Tyler and Enzo but basically it's the same people and i'll tell you who's always there is danny and cody Mm -hmm. absolutely always Mm -hmm. and who who do they always bring up day and bay 
Uh, the- yeah, they all want Day and Bay, but they want them as their secondary. They're not the core. Right. The core right. is, you know, these four, and then we'll add these two or these three. I have them written down somewhere. Uh, to, there's too many to give up with. So essentially, one of this 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 larger group that was kind of insinuated earlier uh, was we have Enzo and Danny and Nicole Franzel uh, all talking together, and they're like, we we should probably team up with Cody and Tyler. I feel like Cody and Tyler get grouped together a lot when they don't necessarily have to be. But they seem to be, you know, I think people are relaying, you know, to the first couple of nights where Tyler was up in the HOH room a lot. So they're like, okay, Cody and Tyler, that's a thing. Uh, And they're like, okay, let's drag in Day and Bay with us. And we'll have this nice little group of, let's see, that's one, two, three, four, five, seven people, uh, which is probably the largest faction we've seen almost formed uh in this game so far but we've also seen I mean, like, a seven person alliance like, yeah that's almost bomb squad levels that we're talking i mean right bomb grateful. squad was nine <laughs> or the detonator what, what were they called they were the bomb squad at first then they turned into and the, then detonators. the detonators yeah. yeah i i try to wash bb16 away oh it's not going <laughs> away it's here to stay uh and they Did even I got see her. Danny like Loki drag BB sixteen early? Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. It even got brought up today because Danny's like, <laughs> you know, I just think people don't like Derek because he's boring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, she definitely or not, said he's, that. not he's boring or he. She said he was boring, but she well, also she said, said she was like people don't like watching seasons that are boring, and um, Derek spent a lot of time trying to diffuse any fights and arguments right. and that made the season boring. I mean, she didn't say anything about his gameplay. She did. Also, she said she wished that like Andy hadn't won season 15. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you guys are friends. <laughs> and which I thought was hilarious. And I haven't looked to see if Andy's said anything about that. Cause this is just like a couple of hours ago she was talking to Janelle. Janelle was like, I'm so surprised nobody from season 15 is here. And Danny was like, you are? You're surprised by that? Why? And uh, anyway, and then she was like, I just didn't think Andy, I didn't want him to win that season. And I said, what? Why are you saying that, Danny? <laughs> like, y'all are like friends. He's rooting for you. Janelle, what is happening? Janelle also probably mm-hmm. thinks she's friends with Danny too, but look how that's turned out, you know? They are what? friends. They are friends. And they will oh, still be friends afterward. I mean, they will. They're friends. They're great friends. They're best friends. They are BFF. Think about it, Daniel. We did have a lot of Nicole conversation in that part you're talking about with, you know, the Derek talk and it, the Nicole, Natalie thing. Yeah, Nicole talked a lot about just um, those BB Nicole's Twitter kind of rumors talking. Yeah, uh, you know that were present before All Stars even began, which it was fun to have that little meta moment with her. But I don't think it's well, important necessarily right now. From what I've read, like it's kind of like not. I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't, Sorry, I don't want to say confirmed. Oh, no, what I was going to say before we jump into this, um, the Tyler comment where he was like, if you follow me for Big Brother, unfollow me now. But, Tyler, like, the Evil Dick tweeted, and, like, I it almost made me want to refollow Evil Dick because I made that decision last season. But I think I might refollow Evil Dick after this tweet because it was too perfect. It was like, Tyler, you had 200 followers before Big Brother. What do you mean unfollow me if you are following me because of Big Brother? 
Yeah, but did you watch that entire conversation? Uh, about the how he is like it's toxic and stuff. Yeah, all of that was it was all about how like he didn't he didn't like it wasn't he didn't really mean it that way. And I'm not like a big Tyler fan either, but he didn't really mean it that way. He was just saying like, um, you know, people that are like big Tyler Angela fans were like trash talking Swaley and people who were big Swaley fans were trash talking, uh, you know, Angela and Tyler. And he's like, I don't want any part of that. Like. Like, I don't want people who want to be, you know, like, follow me, being mean to these people that, you know, that was a game and we're cool. Like, I don't want people who claim to be my fans talking trash about people that I like mm-hmm. and some of the other people that were in that conversation. Like, Danny said, you know, like, the all of the Jeff and Jordan stuff that went down in season 13, like, she, she dealt with all of that. And that, you know, she's friends with them now. Like, they're cool. And who else was there for that? Nicole. Nicole, yeah. Nicole was talking about... (laughs) Nicole was talking about how, you know, everybody likes to push the narrative of Nicole doesn't like women. And she even talked about... um, She's like, I've never even put two women on the block at once. And I'm like... And she also had a little bit more comments that really rubbed me the wrong way. She's like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not an all-star. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I was the first woman to beat a man. It's just, I God, mean, Nicole. and she is, but I she, mean, she also said she knew about the, the... The whining thing? Yeah, the rumor about her calling production and crying. Yeah. And, and then she was like, she was like, and I know exactly who started that rumor. She said, and one of them, yeah, she was like, and one of them is in this house. And Tyler's like, who? And she's like, Janelle. I'm like, oh, Lord. I mean, See, she and- said, she said it was Janelle and, and, and Dick. And then Tyler said, he goes, well, you know, all of the confirmed sources that Dick had preseason was basically just Janelle. And I mean, and I don't know if any of that's true or not, but I'm just saying that was the conversation that was going on in the house. And it was an interesting conversation, but her saying, she was like, I did not call production and ask them, you know, beg them, cry and plead to be on. Like that didn't happen. And that's what she said. The thing Barrett was talking about, where she was like, like, I mean, how can they not think that I'm an all-star? And I'm thinking in my right. head, girl, Memphis in the house with you and he didn't even know you were a winner. Okay. If Nicole hmm. found out about that, I don't even know what would happen. Because it's very like it's very weird with <laughs> Nicole because at one point she's like uh, you know, are they going to target the winners? I'm just so worried they're going to see me in and so be like, annoying. they're going to, like, they don't did a horrible she job at casting the winners. But on the other hand, she's like, I deserve to be a winner. And she's having these, like, at length conversations about, here's why. She seems very insecure. Yeah. And, uh, it's annoying. She's always well, like, to everybody, has anybody yeah. mentioned putting up two winners? Has anyone mentioned it? Uh-huh. Well, no, but they're going to now because you keep saying it. Shut up. Well, let's like get all like the Nicole shit out of the way because there's quite a bit. <laughs> she also like was talking to Kaser in a conversation that I believe I couldn't find it. So correct me if I'm wrong if y'all saw something. But this conversation happened, I believe, off feeds. And it was between Kaser and Nicole. And Nicole was like, like, I don't know, Janelle, like 
she's friends with Rachel and I know Rachel hates me and blah, blah, blah. And then Kaser this morning, uh, well, I guess it was like like around one o'clock Big Brother time. And Kaser was telling Janelle, Janelle, like, just so you know, like, you need to talk to Nicole. Like, she told me that you and she's worried because you're friends with Rachel. And Janelle's like, are you kidding me? Like, she's so insecure and I'm so not. And it's just so annoying. And um, she, Janelle said something funny. She was like, Brittany told me that I'm going to have to talk to her every single day or it's going to be a problem. And <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, come on, Britt. <laughs> and um, oh, that was funny to me. Uh, and then also I was going to – are we going to talk about the the podcast drama? Oh, yes. Uh, so we mentioned a little bit yesterday that Nicole Franzel brought up the little bit of a drama – that uh, she has with Eric from Your Reality Recaps. Um, and Which kinda... has to do with him saying stuff about her yes. gameplay. And every Yeah, everything 18. that Nicole mentioned in that conversation of just like, this is what people thought of me. That's why she has beef with Eric, because he was a large mm-hmm. voice of that. But um, N- Nicole seemingly said, you know, that she didn't know about it, which I don't really, you know, that's arguable. But uh, she also just didn't take it well that Nicole brought that up to her. And so mm-hmm. we had a little moment where uh, she talked to the feeds. She ranted about Francis. Yeah, so I'll, I'll play that clip. And Eric, if you're listening, which I know you are, or you probably are, you probably are. Um, I don't know what the hell about Nicole F. I don't know what that is. Um, I'm really hoping that doesn't affect her gameplay towards me because she seemed pretty enraged about it, like I'm very passionate about it, which sucks because I compartmentalize and I hope she compartmentalizes because I don't have anything to do with that. And also, just going to come out and say it, don't speak ill of my co-host and best friend in front of me. Ooh. Eh. Didn't like that one bit at all. I'll stop there. Uh, Roxy, it's what hard. would... She's, it's so funny to me because she's so mad, but she's trying to be quiet. Right. It's like she wants to just be like, but she can't. Mm-hmm. She did learn one thing from Cliff last year. Like, <laughs> right. Don't talk Listen so loud. Well, something else that she, like, a uh, little bit later, while she, that was like a five, six minute rant. And she goes on to say, I would have never, like, came up to her and said, if I had a problem with Victor, like, I would have never said that yeah. to her face. And she had a problem. Her big problem was that she did it on, like, the live feeds, even though we didn't get to see it because production hates us. But um, she was like, she should have came into the HOH room when we were in lockdown and talked about it. She just thought it was, like, very distasteful. And I don't necessarily know, like, if Nicole, like, meant it. That way, she's just, Nicole is so, all of her problems in the house root from, like, shit that has happened in the past. So, it's, like, so annoying. Like, the Janelle thing, it's happened. She doesn't like Janelle because of shit that happened preseason. She On doesn't Amazing like Race. 
right and, well, and, and and the rumor stuff too right and janelle was so nice to her on the amazing race like they had no problems it's simply because oh you're friends with rachel riley mm-hmm. and- yeah, well yeah this the stuff on amazing race wasn't between her and janelle it was the um rachel riley Alyssa mm-hmm. slater that duo I don't know. And, it's oh, crazy. Did y'all, um, I didn't catch this on the feeds, but I saw a lot of people talking about it on Twitter and a few updates that I listened to on YouTube. Apparently, Rachel tried to sue mm-hmm. for yeah. defamation. Yeah, kind of mentioned, and everyone's like, is that what she just said? Uh, and yeah, yeah, it was like a defamation of character lawsuit or something like that. I was like, oh my God, I didn't know it went that deep, but. Apparently, everyone in the Big Brother world just sues everyone. It's what happens now, which is, right. you know, we live with it. Um, it's just part of it. Um, so going back to, you know, Kaser's uh, DR from the show that where he was like real, like, this is the way it is, you know, and we saw him um, before the veto where he was like ranting and, you know, lecturing people on how they were going to handle stuff when he was like in the 1986 football film. Right. Um, yeah. Um, so Janelle and Kayser had this conversation and Janelle's like, dude, you've got to calm down. Like, you have got to dial it back. This is too much. And <laughs> Kayser is like, I mean, I guess, um, <laughs> he said, he goes, I mean, if Memphis isn't concerned about whether or not his partner goes home, then I guess, I'm not concerned about it either. So they're basically, I mean, Janelle said the same thing. So I guess they're like, mm. I'm just going to go with the house. So if Keisha doesn't have the votes, like we're not going to vote to keep her. Yeah. And nobody else and- really, nobody else really knows that. And that's why a large part of today was, you know, Kevin and Davon sitting there just like, okay, how do we get seven votes for you? And I think Kevin already has the seven but I don't think they realize. I think, he more, I think he more than has them, but he doesn't know it. I mean, and that's just current. Right. That doesn't well, mean anything. A lot can happen between now and then. But I thought it was really. Um, I thought it was interesting because at the same time. So Kaser's like, you know, I thought we were going to come in and it was going to be like we were going to have these four, which, you know, a la tailgating pregame. Um it, it, like it was going to be Memphis and Keisha and Kaser and Janelle. And then they get there, but Memphis is like, yeah, but I got another deal with this other pre-gamer, you know? So and Memphis is like, okay with cutting Keisha. And so now they're just like, eh, I don't know. And then Janelle says, well, maybe we could work with um, Tyler Cody. and Cody. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Kaser made this comment where it was like, um, he thinks that Cody doesn't know, like that Memphis is, is running everything and um, that Cody doesn't understand what's happening and all of this. And it just made me laugh so much because Kaser can have like such a really good read on things and then he can have such a really, really bad read on things all within the span of like two seconds. And I'm like, <laughs> Kaser? No. Don't do you, you stop talking. Don't say that. But I, I don't know. I just thought it was And then they said, Janelle was like, Well, you know who we could target? David, because he 
it, we haven't ever seen him play, so we should be scared of him yeah. in case there's like, yeah, and he had such a really good read on the house last year. So, you know, that makes sense. Like, we should, you know, think about targeting him. I know, but I honestly take that with a grain of salt because, I mean, at some point, so many people throw out, like, oh, we should target this person. Like, it happens. Well, they and... do, but, I mean, yeah, you're right. So I, I really think, like, if Janelle and Kesa were to get power, do you actually think that they're going to target David? No. I mean, probably not. Not at all. So, I don't think so at all. I don't, that's unless, just such a safe move. And, and Well, unless they want to try to use it to – because, you know, you're only safe for a week. Unless they want to try to use that as a way to cut a deal for safety. But that's really not indicative of their style of gameplay. So I don't think that would happen. But I you thought know what that it reminded was, me of? Freaking Jessica and BB19 taking out Ramses to cut a deal with Paul. Oh my God. Please, yeah, which Jenna, is, don't which do was, that. <laughs> it was a dumb move. It was a dumb move, which is why I thought it was so interesting that because it's just the two of them having this conversation. And that is the, the course that, and this was yesterday, last night, overnight. Um, that's the course of that conversation. And I was thinking to myself, what? This is a terrible idea. Don't do that. Why? And so I don't think that's really what they would do, but I just found it quite interesting that that was the course of the conversation. Uh -huh. I feel about? like going back to like uh, Kevin and Keisha on the block, I mean, obviously most 99% uh, they're going to stay on the block. And I noticed some like interesting comments made by different people in the house today. Regarding, because I mean, I thought initially too, like, this is Keisha's death sentence, like, her swan song begins now. But <laughs> Christmas made a comment to Tyler. Um, yeah, that was while interesting. They were in, while they were in the bathroom, and um, I kind of like maybe like, okay, Christmas, like, I see you. She was saying, like, okay, so like, obviously, like, right now, probably Kevin's gonna stay. But she was like, but I mean, Kevin's gonna be the better competitor, and mm -hmm. Keisha is um like i'd rather uh, have keisha in the game because in in that sense like i could beat kevin or kevin would basically be a bigger obstacle moving forward and is smarter essentially well and i think an interesting point of that is christmas got every bit of that info from bailey you know she's talking to bailey earlier in the house um and she's having that conversation of just like how were how were keisha and kevin on their seasons because Christmas is like everyone else and that she hasn't watched any Big Brother season ever. Uh, and Bailey was basically just like, you know, Kevin was more of the strategist, you know, great game player. Uh, and Keisha was just more social. And Christmas was like, did she win comps? And she was like, no, not really. Which wasn't like a confident like, no, but it's like, uh, I don't really know, but I'm going to say no anyway. And Christmas almost said that verbatim back to Tyler. So obviously, I mean, Christmas might be the only person in the house that's like, maybe we should think about this a little bit more, but I don't think it's going to do any good anytime soon. But then again, it's only Sunday. We have a lot of time left with Keisha and Kevin on the block. An another interesting conversation that happened is Davon. I I'm actually not 100% sure... It I think it was Davon, but definitely Nicole was there, and Nicole Franzel. And Nicole Franzel said um, something on the lines like, talking about Keisha versus Kevin, saying, if Keisha and Kevin are both going to be against me in this sense, then I'd rather keep Keisha because 
I'd rather go against Keisha than Kevin. So I thought that that was also an interesting comment considering veto meeting hasn't even happened yet. So if there's already these like seeds, like before the veto meeting happens, they definitely like could sprout into something after the veto meeting. I and mean, there's three whole days to talk about this. Yeah. And now the backyard's open. We're definitely going to see a lot more game talk, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I was like feeling like it was probably going to be Keisha, but now I have like a little hope. And don't get your hopes up too crazy because it's probably still more likely that well, she will go. But we'll I think see. I think all Kevin needs to do is not do something stupid. And already, just tonight, he's said something stupid. Uh, about forty <laughs> about forty five minutes ago, um, he told Nicole Anthony, "Do not repeat this to anybody." If I were to become HOH, you know who I would put on the block? Janelle and Kaser. Eh, what so in the world? Ah. I hate him. He can go. I saw that too while we were doing this. Which is so and okay, Daniel. You're being biased right now. You're so worked. No, it's a bad move too. So I can be mad. No, he anyway. should. He should no, shut up. He should not be. say who the targets are gonna or like who his targets. I think it's funny though that like any mention of it, Daniel just he's like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, also like so stupid. And in, in my opinion, though, if if Keisha does start getting like some traction and like people want to start keeping her because they're mm-hmm. uh I'd rather keep Keisha to go against than Kevin if they're like if they're looking at both of them as like opposition if Kevin wanted to stay and it got to that point I do think that it would be smart for Kevin to pull the Nicole Franzels the Cody's even the Tyler's that are uh Danny even who are kind of sketched out by Janelle and be like listen if I win HOH like they're so sketchy I'm gonna nominate Janelle and Kaser yeah kind of like weaponize i know that's been used before but uh wep- they could weaponize kevin in that sense exactly but he should not go through with his word if he wins the <laughs> hoh like taking out kaser and janelle by the you're literally doing the dirty work you're just doing the dirty work again to. everyone wants to do the dirty work for like cody and tyler and enzo right now and that seems to be the dynamic and i don't I, I i think one way you're right daniel that kevin could just go to that side for this week just to like be like i just need to get through this week i don't i i need the votes like i'll say well, i would i would hold off until he realized like if he realizes like oh my god like i yeah. could go home you don't do it like, on a sunday that's right. not a deal right. you make on a sunday well, that's a I, deal you make <laughs> on a, a late a Wednesday, Wednesday or early yeah. thursday that's that's the day you make that deal. that's don't when you put it, it right on the now. calendar yeah but yeah. I don't, I don't think him telling Nicole Anthony is necessarily a bad thing because I think if one thing that they have in common together is that they both think Janelle is running the show very falsely, but they both think that because they've both said it. Um, yeah, which and- is ridiculous because she's not. Even in her own seasons, she did not. So why they think that, I don't know. It's beyond me. I think, But, you know, David is leaning or he was leaning towards keeping Kevin because he had a conversation with Bay and day who were also leaning Mm -hmm. towards keeping Kevin. Um, and then that, that was such a weird conversation. Bailey and daily or daily (laughs) Bailey and daily. (laughs) I kind of like it better than Bay day. Well, daily. Daily. Well, saying, daily. Oh, okay. I was about to say, do we say Bailey and daily? Because that's not right. <laughs> no, but daily. I, I do actually kind of like that. No, they were having a conversation about because um, they've got um, a final t- a final four alliance with with Cody and Enzo. Yeah, which seems to be like their main alliance, right? 
for for Bailey for Bailey and Daly. Yeah, for now it's still like that's the that's kind of the group they're okay with at the moment. Yeah. And really honestly, Bay seems way more on board with that than Davon, although she's not against it. Bailey just seems more gung ho about that yeah. particular um, Wait, alliance. with the like Nicole and Cody and like that group? No, 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 just the final four of Cody and Enzo. Oh, okay. Because I know that Bailey and Janelle have like it's what seems like a really strong relationship in the house. They do, but I mean, they have, but but Daybay and and Cody and Zo, um, they have a final four. Whether or not it's true, I don't know. But for Bailey and Day, I think it is, especially for Bay. Um, They also have one with. Danny, right? Danny. Well, but there was in that same conversation. Yes, but in that same conversation, they were talking about their hesitancy to trust Danny because she turned on her alliance in season thirteen, and they're kind of like, I don't know. Like, I really like her, but should we trust this? So there's Mm -hmm. a little tiny, you know, fissure in that whole thing there that can crack wide open if the right person drops that seed in there but as of overnight early today they the three of them david bailey and davon were all three leaning towards keeping kevin despite the talk of him being a better all-around player and he Mm -hmm. is i don't hear it lucas i'm not looking at chat right now but i know you got something to say about that i don't want to hear it i like keisha okay (laughs) But so I, I mean, take that for what it's worth. I don't know. What do we even talk? Do you want to talk about Cody's? Uh, we touched on it a little bit. Cody's long talk that he had with himself. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we talked about it, but we did a little we, bit. We left out the Nicole thing, which was like probably like the most interesting part of it, where he's like kind of, I don't know if annoyed is the word, but kind of just like over the fact that Nicole is so skittish and scared to have a, to be seen mm-hmm. with him. So he he said like that the, to Danny too. Cody did. Yeah, he had that true. same conversation with her. Mm-hmm. And he so not just like, with himself. Right. He appraised Danny in his one or his one on one with the camera. I I mean let's be real. He was talking to Derek. He appraised but, her. <laughs> He's talking, he was talking I, to the, appraised, yeah. sorry, He praised. was mourning I, Derek while saying it. Yeah. yeah. But um he gave he was like saying Danny, like I, I like Danny because she came in here and told me, like, let's do this and uh and, well, and she's, make this alliance. Yeah. Well, I think he sees her as somebody who's super strategic and she is. And he needs that because he's I mean, he's already voiced. He's like, I mean, what who am I gonna listen to? Enzo? Like what? Yeah. And so um he's like, I got Memphis, Enzo, and Tyler. And in fact, in that conversation he was having with himself. Or with us, I'm not really sure who he was talking to. Was he talking to us or talking to He was talking to, to Derek. That's we've already established this. Derek is to Cody as Jackson's mama is to Jackson. It's that mama. It's that same relationship. <laughs> it's the dichotomy of their existence, yes. really. So we're gonna see we're gonna see Cody curled up in the fetal position with his head on on someone's lap and Derek, he's gonna go Where's Derek? Where's Derek when you need him? <laughs> oh my god. Y'all, can I read you the text my dad just sent me? Wait, hold on. Because I don't want to forget this. Just hold on. Okay. Because in that same conversation that he was having with Phantom um, Derek, he was like, I just don't know what to do about Tyler because he just like gives me nothing. Yeah. He goes, every time I say anything to him, he goes, 
Yeah, yeah that's good. Uh-huh. He just responds with, yeah, yeah, okay, good. That's good. And Cody's like, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> like, wake up. This is the conversation that Tyler has with people. You chose to work with him. This Yet is what everyone feels okay with him. It's amazing. Like... I don't understand how Tyler does this. Like anyone can hate on Tyler if they want to, but you cannot tell me that Ty, yeah, Daniel would love to hate on Tyler, but you cannot (laughs) tell me that Tyler makes everyone feel so good. Oh, not only about themselves, but with him, like it, I don't know how he does it. All he has to note to self. If you're ever in the big brother house, that's the only thing you can, that you need to say to people to have them trust you. The (laughs) other funny thing that I thought Cody said during that conversation, when he was talking about with, Enzo he was like I mean and I like my takeaway from the the conversation with Phantom um, Derek was that the people that Cody trusts the very most are Danny Enzo and Memphis Mm and 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 Memphis to a lesser degree it was mostly which that may be different based on you know preseason tailgate but my favorite part was when he was talking about Enzo and he was like I mean Enzo's like yeah I'll keep you safe next week if I win HOH Cody goes Cody goes I mean he's already won his one competition for this season (laughs) (laughs) which is so funny to me because Cody just said it and then David had that conversation with Enzo where he was like, yeah, you didn't win much on your season, did you? <laughs> and Enzo was like, yeah, I didn't win because I I just couldn't. Like, I had to throw all of that because I was just too well-liked. It couldn't also be a competition beast. And we're all <laughs> right. like, it's just yeah. Like, is that just okay, an, sure. Is that just like an astute observation by David or did he actually watch BB12? These are the questions no, I have I to think- ask now. I guess he, I mean, he, he probably talked to someone else and they had it mentioned or yeah. something. Well, maybe, but I do think David knows way more than he lets on. Well, like, we know that now for sure. So, well, yeah, he mm-hmm. pretends to not know stuff. And then he comes out with crap like that and it's like, Hey, remember what 10 years ago when you played this game and you were sucky at competitions, <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, it cracked me up though. Okay. What'd your dad say? Okay, so he sent me this, it's like this group chat with like my dad and then my brother and sister and me. And he sent, it's a Yahoo, uh, like, it's a Yahoo link and it says, Big Brother fans say season 22 is rigged and totally unfair. And it's like this big article. And then under it, he says, if Nicole formed alliance B4 with like the B and then the four number, if Nicole formed alliance B4 show, she is a cheater and needs to be voted out for. That's right. I, I, you know what? I agree with that. She Get her oh, out of there. Da- that's your dad. Okay, the article is not saying that. That's your dad that said the people. My dad sent the article and then like that text. Oh, okay. I that, was like, hmm, who wrote that article? They sound smart. <laughs> like, that's not journalistic integrity at all. <laughs> but no, I agree with your dad. Um. So what what do you want to talk about? The Bailey and Janelle conversation? I think Kaser was in on that conversation too, actually. Uh, I don't remember that. I, I when did this happen? Uh, they were just talking about who they think is like the most dangerous in the game, and they were talking about Ian and being a little bit. Yeah. Um. They were. They're like. I mean, he maybe he's not an immediate threat. But he's a threat, and we're kind of scared of him. And they also talked about Cody being a beast and like needing to get rid of him. I thought it was 
funny though because Bailey is so not not with Ian, but with um, Cody and and Enzo. She's got this final four that that I feel like she's super down with, and, and but she's talking to Janelle and she's like, yeah. Cody is definitely somebody to feel threatened by. He is a beast at comps and all of this. And I was like, Bailey is playing so well, and I'm so she proud of is. her. And then Bailey goes, "You know this. You you remember this conversation because Bailey asked Janelle. Kaser was there, but Bailey was like, "So who are you down to ride with? More like old school or new school? Like what's your feeling on that?" And Janelle's like, "You know what she said." What was her response, Daniel? Because I feel like you think it's iconic. Wait, I don't. I, I. When did this conversation happen? Like, why do I like not remember that? It was last night, and, Jan- and Janelle. It was like I'm ready to work with anybody that's ready to do some shit. You don't know this. No. Okay. Well, Bailey asked Janelle, like, if like who you you know wanting to roll with, old school or new school? Like, where where are you, you know, having that divide and. And Janelle's like, I'm just ready to work with somebody who's willing to like get down and, and dirty, and um, mm-hmm. which I thought was hilarious. I mean, it's true, and um, it was just a good. I can't believe you didn't know it because it was such a good quote from mm-hmm. Janelle and something that I feel like you would think is like iconic. But. No, I actually didn't see that. I'm kind of surprised that, like, I didn't see it on Twitter. Because I usually what happens is I typically fall, like, asleep before Big Brother people. Eastern, like, East Coast teams. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, like, I didn't see it on my timeline. So weird. But I did see this morning where <laughs> one a quote that I love from Janelle this morning is Kaser and Janelle talking. And um, <laughs> Kaser goes, how can everyone, like, how can so many people feel comfortable or confident or something on the lines like that? And Janelle's like, because they're all floaters. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she told, like, she and Kaser had a conversation where she was like, I wish I could play that game Float. where I could right. be a floater. <laughs> and Kaser's like, yeah, well, we can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Kevin said, he goes, uh, I forgot who, oh, he was talking to, to Nicole Anthony. He was like, you know, maybe I should just tell Enzo, it, like, you know what? Just don't use the veto on me. Just give me your vote. And, and Nicole Anthony's like, yep, that's the plan. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I really want to see it. Kevin to be like, Enzo, I need to have a talk with you. Do not, whatever you do, do not save me. But also <laughs> save me with your vote. <laughs> I want to see it. I love to see it. All right. Anyway, we next? we definitely have other stuff to go over, but um, I feel like what, the usual suspects. Just kidding. <laughs> we can talk about the usual suspects. That's fine. Or unusual. <laughs> oh yeah, it's either or. It's it's interchangeable if you really want it to be well, that way. Both are so stupid. Um, we can yeah. Let's talk about it. So, so we have Memphis. We have mm-hmm. Danny. We have Cody and Tyler and Enzo. Am I getting that? Uh, I- and also Tyler too. He was like a. Yeah. There's that's the seven person one. Okay. Tyler that's what- was kind of the afterthought ish yeah. on that one. Okay. But yeah, that is uh okay. So I forgot to even mention earlier that that was a group that is working on a name, and maybe they should work on a 
a better one. But uh, they should. <laughs> but this is this is um, this is like their their plan for whenever they're allowed in the backyard of how they're going to go about creating this seven person alliance. Right, and. Blech. And their kind of goal here is to make sure that they're not exactly seen together. And we can kind of compare this type of strategy to what Enzo was kind of bringing up with Cody the other night of just like, we can all have our side pieces, you know, you know, you can yeah. have, you can have your thing where so-and-so, uh, or they can have their thing. And you just got to say, you know what, just keep me in the loop, you know, and that's all I ask of you. And I can go to these two people and say, you know, just keep me in the loop. That's all I'm asking. And so this is kind of what this is going to work is all the people in this alliance are going to go to other people and be like, you know what, we should, we should, you know, share info with each other until mm-hmm. they cover the entire house, which I feel like, I mean, obviously this is what every big alliance I think has ever tried to do essentially. So, mm-hmm. which makes me think that it's going to last about six more days at most if it even it, comes together yeah. at all but we it's just like yeah, the case hoh and all this is out the window and i can't wait for it i've been manifesting it so hard well if there's one thing i know it's that a manifestation from daniel is as good as done so oh my god <laughs> period. <laughs> period um i don't know it was just funny like the plan itself, yeah, whatever. Probably not going to work. It never does. I mean, the brigade did it, but they did it with a more like streamlined approach to it. It was like more planned out than this. Hey, why don't we do this? Because this is like, yeah, like you could probably like maybe talk to Christmas when the, you're in the yard and like when they open the backyard up and then it's like, hey, well, I mean, I guess you could probably talk to Danny. Like there's just nothing like really definitive about it. It's like a loosely based plan that they think is going to take them so far. And I'm just like, and they don't even know for certain if like Tyler was not even really, he was just kind of a like, I mean, maybe we could use him too. Like whatever. Like so... Mm. <laughs> I'm sure if they yeah, go to Tyler okay. with it, he'll be like, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Sounds good. Sounds Tyler's good. a yes man. That's like Tyler's he, a he man. Is. He is. It's true. That's his game. That's okay. He's doing it. No, know. it's not. It's so not okay. <laughs> it's very much okay. It works for him. I mean, it works for him. So why is it not okay? Because you don't like him or? I'm being dramatic. Oh, that's shocking. Anyway, I just... <sighs> The name is terrible. Right. It's terrible. But speaking Whatever. of names, um, Cody can't seem to get David's right. In fact, oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to try to find the video of it. But I Cody, cannot with him. What, we talked about this, what was it, yesterday or the day before? Yeah, but he did it. He's done it I know, even he more. Doing it. And we never talked about how I did not know this, but Memphis, like, not only forgot Tyler's name <laughs> twice. But called Devon DeAndre or something. Deandra, I think. What? I did not know that one. Yeah. No one knows this guy. And I'm just like, this is all stars. And then we had, um, uh, uh, gosh, Kaser called Keisha Sheila. Like, Kaser doesn't even have an excuse for that one. Like, he knows (laughs) Keisha. Uh, So we have Tyler, Tyler, also known as Taylor and Trevor. Uh, And we have David, also known as Kevin. We have Jackson, also known as Mickey. And then we have Keisha, also known as Sheila. So, like, what's going on here? Yeah, they Keisha, Keisha, Sheila. But this whole, like, David finally corrected um, 
Cody because Cody is like looking David right in the eye and calling him Kevin. And then he was like, oh, I think I, I definitely called you Kevin in the DR yeah. too. Well, like, which would that like not for me personally, that would set off so many like alarms in my head. Like you're literally calling me your nominee. Yeah, like, that's that's literally the guy you have. You've said his name in the correct fashion because you had to because you nominated him. How are you messing this up? Uh, I don't know how he, I, I don't know how Mike, that happened. Do you even know who you nominated? Yeah. Imagine That's... like this whole time he meant to nominate David and has just been rolling with it. <laughs> I... That would actually be kind of funny, but not funny at the same time. Like... It's like, it's like Kevin's like emotional plea worked, but then he nominated, <laughs> he went to nominate David instead, but he said Kevin. Anyway, uh, let's play. Let's just play the clip. <laughs> That'd be awful. If I ever hear anything about you, like somebody's like, "Oh yeah, I don't know, Kevin," I'll let you know, and then we'll figure out how we're gonna like kind of like go around that and like dodge it, deflect. Like if I hear your name, that's and one. Ever saying it like in a negative mm -hmm. way, like oh, if they're the H O H, I'll deflect the shit out of it. Okay, so you I, know, I, so, I can I can work player good. So it's like just deflect, and then like I'll let you know, and then we'll just kind of like get a blanket around it, and then like figure out how we're gonna like kind of get closer to that person maybe like switch up their mind maybe like just get closer to everybody else so like because getting nominated isn't a thing as long as you have the numbers to stay yeah you know what i'm saying like that's what i was nominated on my season i was just like wait for it i was like looking around i was like who's voting me out unless they all fucking turn on me like drastically there's all people i was working with so i was like as long as we can like do that wait for it straight because i think you're extremely likable so no one's gonna be like oh yeah kevin's a problem he sent him home you know so you're in a good you're in a really good spot you're not gonna be going out early like you did last year. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I still got to like, fuck. You know. Yeah, you're not going to. Boom. That's twice in a minute span. He called him Kevin twice, and David did nothing. And admitted he... to calling him Kevin in the DR. Uh, well, not yet, but no, he will. No, he did. He um, corrected him this time. It's so annoying. It is so annoying. So, 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 so annoying. He said, Ugh. and he's like, I think he ended up saying Kevin a third time. And he was like, David? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you, dude, stop doing that. It's, uh, it's so disrespectful. I don't know. Let's talk about uh, the Kaser and Ian thing. Cause mm, swoon. <laughs> so fresh. Yeah, that that's been a big talk. Obviously, in the the second night of the feeds, or the first night, still technically, um, about Ian, you know, talking about him being on the spectrum, and obviously he's talked since about, you know, coming out of the house and you know googling himself. And the fourth result that he sees on Google is you know Ian Terry autism, and he just, he just doesn't want people to remember him and the Big Brother stance in that way. Uh, and yeah, so, he didn't want it, you to fixate on it. Like, yeah. He, it bothers him. Right. And it bothers him. So I was, he's talked a lot with Kaser about this because Kaser is not medically diagnosed, but he is self-diagnosed, which roll with that, I guess. Uh, and so they've had a lot of interesting conversations about, you know, his time on BB-14 and Ian opened up a lot today about a lot of social cues that he didn't pick up on and was kind of negatively, not reprimanded, but kind of... Well, reprimanded well, in a way. Well, Mike Boogie went off on him, he yeah. said. Yeah. I hate Mike Boogie, reminder. Well, I can't stand him either. He said Mike Boogie, is, like, he was in, 
he was yelling at him. It's like, I wish I'd never picked you for my team and all this. I mean, basically just belittled Ian. And he's like, you know, and, and, and Kaser has been so kind um, to Ian over all of it. And it has, he's really been helpful to him. And I think it's been impactful, not just, you know, for Ian, but I think for people who are watching the feeds, too and i love that because i mean as you know my background is in working with um special needs i don't want to say that i mean it is what it that's what it would be classified as but i mean anyway i mean i've worked with a lot of of, of people that are on the spectrum uh, over the years and so it it, it it is special to me to watch those conversations take place because I feel like I have a little bit of a different perspective than just like, you know, an right. average person who maybe hasn't been immersed in that type of um, relationship with, with people. And so when I watch it, I'm like, oh, hit or patter my little heart. This is so precious. And I just feel like it's so helpful for Ian and for Kaser to have each other Mm-hmm. in that house to be able you know just to have dialogue about it and i think it's you know educational to a degree for people outside of the house too right. i love it i love it no i i, I agree I and roxy i know you know i have we've, we both have a relationship with you know people that are on the spectrum yeah and we both, you've worked a lot as well yeah we've both been involved in i i never realized until you're really in a situation where you have new people that aren't really introduced to people on the spectrum and kind of the, mm-hmm. the variances that you can have, uh, especially in, with right. children and everything, which is who I've dealt with mostly. Uh, so to see people kind of get introduced to this whole world um, with Ian, I think is really special because I think Kaser is talking to Ian and making dialogues in conversations and making a lot of good points that helps a lot of people that don't know anything uh, about what being on the spectrum means, uh, learn something. And, uh, Ian has a lot of good points too. And I think it's just a thing that I didn't necessarily anticipate with Ian being on the show, kind of being a center point, but I'm really glad it is because it's not just something that's helping Ian's social game. It's not just something that's, you know, helping him, you know, make friends in the house, but it's something that I think is important and it makes his, you know, big brother win even more impressive in a way uh compared to what he went through in the bb14 house um and i just think that everyone's reaction to it is beautiful as well i mean i think it is too and he doesn't like ian is voiced on many times like he doesn't really want to be fixated on that like it, it really did hurt him um he i mean he said on the feeds that it was hurtful to him um to look up that you know they tell you don't google your name but he did anyway because nobody follows Zidloff but um he googled his name and you know saw all of these people talking about him stemming and for you you know if you don't know what that is like it's like how um the repetitive motion of any sort that helps alleviate um anxiety that they're feeling and um for Ian, you know, he spent a lot of time on the hammock in his original season, and people complained about that all the time. And he'll, he's like, I don't want to go, go on the hammock this time because I don't want people, you know, basically talking shit about that. And Kaser, mm. you know, he's like, who cares? Like, you do whatever it is that you need to do. And actually, I think uh, Franny said that too. But um, 
anyway, I know there's a petition about getting him um, a rocking chair. I did see that earlier, but I was talking to to um, you guys earlier about this, and I I don't know how he would feel about that. And I mean, I think he would like a rocking chair, but I don't think he would like to have America specifically gift him a rocking chair because he doesn't want to draw attention to that. And so I'm just like, if there's a rocking chair outside for him, super great. But I do not want to be there. Was that. Yeah, I'm not going to draw attention to that because he would. I feel like that that might make things not. Uh, that might make it a little. He doesn't want to draw attention to it. He's categorically said he doesn't want that. So he doesn't want that to be like who he is. So well, it's not. It's just a part of right. The same as like you know, Daniel has whatever color eyes he has. Brown. I don't know what color are your eyes, Daniel. Uh, depending on the season. Oh, you change with the season. I love that about you. How iconic. Anyway, that's <laughs> that. And it did make my heart happy um, that Kaser has been so overwhelmingly kind and supportive um, to mm-hmm. Ian and vice versa. And I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And we're going to move on. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Um, I don't know what to move on to. I really don't. <laughs> I feel um, like we covered like most. Of we have covered a lot. I can think of. I know that Davon and Tyler had some sort of conversation, but I feel like Tyler almost made another final two deal, but like just I guess decided not to with Davon because he's basically told Davon, I really like you, you know, I really want to work with you, and blah blah blah. And Davon was saying the same thing, obviously, but you know, whatever. Right. And obviously, right now, just in the grand scheme of things. Kevin has plenty of votes on his side right now at this moment. And it sounds like if it turns into a let's go with the house situation, it's going to. So, but obviously that's something that can change <laughs> with the blow of the wind. But Roxy, take it away. Kaser said, you saying let's go with the house, right? Everybody's having conversations with each other. Like, you know, what are you going to do? Most people are, are currently leaning towards Kevin, like keeping Kevin currently. <laughs> but... Kaser made the funniest comment. He was like, well, I mean, saying that we're going with the house, like, I just don't think Cody has the numbers or he would come out and say who he wants to go with. <laughs> I'm like, eh, okay. He may not say it to you, yeah, right? He may not say it to you because you're not part of his alliance. Exactly. See? Like it's when he says things like that that I'm like, oh, maybe Kaser doesn't really have a read on that. It's just like I'll I'll throw everything out and some of it will stick and when it sticks it sticks it like it, it's on the wall forever. But when it doesn't stick, it may really not stick. It made me laugh so hard. When he said that. He was like, he must not have the numbers or he would be saying no. That's not exactly true, but he's just he's going to go out onto the the loft and say, "Guys, I'm just going to say it. I don't have the numbers." And then just walk back right. into his HOH room. Like, you just do what you want. I don't care. I'm not even sure who I put on the block. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and they were they were talking about um um competitions and what they could and couldn't bring back and whether they were going to recycle things for all stars and Davon oh, yeah. was like Oh my gosh, I wish they would bring back pressure cooker. That looks so fun. And Kaser goes, Oh, you think standing in one place for 14 hours is fun? 
<laughs> I mean, why would you bring up the pressure cooker in front of Kaser anyway? I feel like Send that's him like, home. I feel yeah. I was like, I feel like that's a sick joke to bring up the pressure cooker. <laughs> funny to me what a disaster like, oh, week. yeah that's real fun <laughs> i don't know he's like america just voted me back into the house and then i ruined it again you really uh, think i like yeah. you really think i like thinking about the pressure cooker what are you bb twitter jennifer <laughs> and tyler and caser had a pretty good conversation um which didn't really result in anything, but it, when I say good conversation, I mean entertaining conversation about what good guys they are and how they play good guy games and how uh, Kaser's like, I'd rather go home than play dirty. And Tyler's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I was just thinking, and this is why you've gone home because you're not wanting to bet. I have seen, you know, the 1986, uh, you know, football movie Caser, he does not want to play nice guy game, but I just thought that was funny. They're like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm a nice guy. I play a nice guy right. game. I don't know. Um, I think... We're done? I'm, I'm, so. Let me look through my notes and make sure that we covered everything. Franny saying that Twitter hates new players and loves old school yeah. Then she goes, but Twitter doesn't even like Derek and Danny. <laughs> yeah, because he's boring. <laughs> I, I really do think it's interesting how we start off with this old school versus new school for the first couple of days. But now we're on day five, right? Five. And yeah. it's already gone. Yeah. And yeah. Because there's no old school left to pair up like with each other. Because we have Danny and Enzo and Memphis all just pledging allegiance to like, let's get Cody and Tyler and Davon oh, and Bailey. And it's just like, okay, there's no one left at this point. Uh, um, We talked about Christmas talking to herself, right? Uh, We did not, but I, I know what you're talking about. She mentioned uh, just like... Bailey and Tyler. What a great final three. I'm going to roll with that. Is that essentially it? Uh, well, yeah. And her saying that she's like scared of Danielle and, and, oh, yeah. and Janelle, which. <laughs> Everyone's terrified of Janelle. It's hilarious. Well, I mean, and honestly, they should be. Um, but. I just thought it was interesting because Christmas is, you know, like, oh, I'm such a badass. Like, I'm, you know, great at all of this. And then she's in the bathroom by herself and she's like, but I'm scared of Janelle and Danny. And I'm like. She's also talking to Derek. <laughs> yes. To Phantom Derek. Yes. Uh, anyway, um, as far as anything that has occurred on the feed since the show aired however many hours ago, two hours ago, I don't I'm know what's happened. Just pretty sure they're just enjoying the backyard being open because yeah. that's literally all they've been talking about for like three days now i have felt like i feel cramped watching the feeds now because i know how long they've been stuck in there and it's really like uncomfortable because like, i don't know how they've done that i like right. uh, like i probably would have played in the safety suite competition just to go to another room at that point and just like i need <laughs> i need to get out of here but right. yeah i don't know i don't know if we have anything else to really go over we've gone for a long time nearly two hours um, me, me before the podcast. Can we make this one quick, y'all? Yeah. No. Well, I said no. <laughs> what do you want from me? At think? least I was honest. You think we're liars here? No. Whatever. We just mm. did two podcasts in one. So. Period. All right. Yeah, bye, guys. Night.
All right. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you for everyone who is in the chat, everyone watching on Periscope or on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, please subscribe. Uh, if you want to like this video, that would help us a ton. We will be back to give more live feed updates at a very soon time. I don't know when exactly that time will be, but we'll be back. Uh, if you want to join our Facebook group and talk Big Brother 24-7, if you don't have the feeds, uh, that link is in the description below. We have a lot of fun in that group. And if you want to join our feeds chat, it's our reality on the CBS All Access feeds. If you want to follow any of us on Twitter, I'm at Spicy Barrett, Daniel's at Daniel Icon Brown, and Roxy is at Roxy underscore Hotman. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I don't think anything else. Um, yeah. So thank you guys again. And we will be back. Bye, guys.